Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you listen to the podcast. The podcast is available on Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and several other platforms. I'm Sherry Dodderer. I'm an occupational therapist and dysgraphia expert. Welcome to The Writing Glitch, Hacking Dysgraphia, No Pencil Required. This is a special event to the podcast. I am here with Deidre Schirm. She has gotten dysgraphia awareness approved in the state of Texas, and she is here to tell us what dysgraphia awareness day is. Hello, Deidre. How are you really? How am I really? Hi, Sherry. Thank you so much for having me here. Well, how am I really? I I broke my foot last week. (laughs) I was on stage in the middle of a theater performance dressed as a mime, broke my foot, and then had to go over to the ER, still dressed as a mime. So that was an exciting experience, but mostly I am just really excited to be here and really excited about Dysgraphia Awareness Day on October 3rd. Thank you for having me here. Hey, you're welcome. And oh my gosh, I cannot imagine what that would look like walking in or hobbling in, I should say, into the ER looking like a mime and staying in character, maybe going, (laughs) pointing to your foot and saying, ouch, without saying a word. Oh gosh, that could have been a very interesting experience to try and stay in character. (laughs) It was, but I will tell you this last week of having to modify everything that I do to have to be on crutches and a scooter and to have that experience where when people see me, they know something is wrong and they will run to open the door and they will run to help or they'll pick something up for me. And how, even with all that help, how frustrating it is, it has really made me take a breath and really feel the overwhelm that my child and so many children feel that have dysgraphia with this invisible disability that is often not recognized. And when they're not giving help, it has been frustrating. It has been a very teachable moment for me as well. Absolutely. I totally understand where you're going from working in adult rehab, then in school-based and now as an educational consultant and understanding exactly what you're going through from experience, not just as the therapist, but also as one having the injuries as well. So I totally get where you're coming from. And that is part of why I add really to that question, because When you just ask, how are you? You can get a flippant response. When you ask, how are you really? It pauses the person that you're asking to really take a look at themselves and say, hmm, how much am I willing to share? So I am so grateful that you shared that because I think that is very pertinent to the audience that we are serving here today. And it just gives me that whole breath of, yes, we are here doing the right thing to ask that question. So thank you. Thank you for asking. (laughs) You're welcome. A few days ago, you called me out of the blue and I was very hesitant about answering the phone on a phone number I didn't know. And honestly, I was in the middle of lunch and I swallowed and I answered the phone. And I actually then had to ask you to 
put you on pause. And I'm so grateful that you just paused and waited for me to finish eating my lunch so that we could have one life-changing conversation. Because I think for both of us, it was like, oh my gosh, somebody else is out there helping spread the word. Thank you for pausing and letting me finish my lunch. (laughs) Oh, hey, I understand that. A mom of three boys, three teenage boys, we have to eat our lunch. So I was happy to wait and completely understood. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Before we get into all the details about what Dysgraphia Awareness Day is, we need to take a pause and honor our sponsor. Our sponsor is Dutter Educational Consulting. We are a holistic, community-based organization that supports people with dysgraphia from the inside out. We use neuroscience and research-based content to deliver interventions for the whole classroom that can be completed two minutes each day and thwart the disability before it becomes a challenge. All this without raising the scepter by pencil. You can find out more information about our services by downloading our app. Our app is app.thewritingglitch.com. If you use hashtag thewritingglitch and hashtag dysgraphia awareness, we will respond to you and help you with sharing that awareness. I am sure that you like that hashtag as well, Deidre. I do. And I use dysgraphia awareness, the hashtag a lot. (laughs) And I also use let's do this because as you and I were talking in that conversation, like you said, just the joy of finding people who understand and want to spread awareness and want to do something to make a change. There's not a lot. And it is so nice to say, let's do this together and together we can do great things. Well, maybe we need to add that to our hashtags. So yes. hashtag, let's, let's do this. Do this. <laughs> Why do we use the word scepter? Because we believe that every child, every person is a king and queen of their own potential. Unleashing that potential starts with effective writing skills. Effective writing skills start by connecting the brain and the body. Join the writing glitch today because if we aren't controlling our own feelings, we can't help someone else. So that's why I believe that kids are kings and queens of their own potential. Deidre, tell me a little bit more about this backstory about Dysgraphia Awareness Day. It's October 3rd, our first one ever, 2022. And so I'm really excited. It started... I bet where almost every mom with a disability starts is with diagnosis. Well, actually, back it up. Noticing that something's not quite right and then not knowing exactly what to do about it. I started noticing for my youngest son when he was in kindergarten and we repeated kindergarten and the repetition and working on writing. I mean, he was at a kindergarten level, but it just wasn't getting better. 
he wasn't improving. And then we got into first grade and it wasn't improving. And we, and it was a struggle and it was hard and he would avoid writing. And it was when I went to the open house that they had, and I was walking down the hallways of the school and I got to his classroom and in his classroom, the teacher had put up all of the about me posters on the wall. And I was walking and looking and I said, you know, look at little Susie and this is so great and little Johnny. And I got to my sons and I looked and I thought, no one can read this. No one can understand it. And when I asked him some of the things that he wrote, even he couldn't tell me what some of the things were at that point because he had done that, you know, weeks before. And so it was then that I knew that there was an issue. So I went to the school, tried to get him evaluated. They had some limitations on ages and times. I went to a diagnostic learning center nearby, had them evaluate, and we started getting the answer to what could be going on, and dysgraphia was on the list. And I said, well, great. What what do we do? What can we do? I'm a proactive mom. I want to help my kid like so many of moms that are listening and they said, well, we, we have things to help with this and we have things to help with this, but we don't really have a protocol or a plan for dysgraphia. And that's where it started. And so these last six years or so, maybe seven or eight now as we're moving on into middle school and getting close to high school has just been me trying to pull in anything I can and oftentimes finding roadblocks because I'll say, dysgraphia and people will say, oh, well, what's, what's that? I don't know what that is. I know what dyslexia is, but I don't know what dysgraphia is. And I finally got to the point where I just said, nobody needs to tell people what dysgraphia is. We need to be louder. We need to come together as a group and we need to put it on the calendar. People need to be aware because until they're aware, they won't do anything else after that. So that's kind of how I got here. Just a mom wanting to make a better way for her son. Oh, wow. So you said something in your conversation there that really struck a nerve. I don't know if you noticed, but I had to move away from the... uh, I did notice. (laughs) the, The microphone. So my daughter came to me. She was a pretty good handwriter and she's a brilliant kid matter of fact she scored in the gifted range with everything but her processing speed and her working memory were low and she struggles even to this day with spelling her writing has definitely evolved she's in grad school and she utilizes all the assistive technologies that we have out there word and and grammarly and things like that But when she first came to me and said, I'm failing spelling, I was devastated. I didn't know what to do. That was one of the starts for me. But the other start for me was having a mom come to me and said, how can my child read and not be able to write? And at the time, I didn't understand the delineation between dyslexia and dysgraphia. And it was those two things that got my mind going. And working as a handwriting therapist, if you want to say that about occupational therapists in the school system, I was 
trying to figure out what I was doing and helping these kids, I had no idea all the nuances that went along with this dysgraphia. Tell me a little bit more about this journey. You say that you had this awareness. It really irks my soul when I see those things up there. And then you have that one kid and they know it Mm because these kids are brilliant. Mm -hmm. How did you take it from there and go to the next step? I really tried to become good friends with the person who did the diagnostic testing (laughs) at the school. I say, make friends first. (laughs) Go in with kind words as much as you can. Make friends, ask questions, and keep pushing for more assistance. That's what I started at the school was I went in, I made friends. I said, I'm seeing this. This is what I'm reading. Can we test him for this? What can we do there? And then when they finally did the testing and when we got an IEP meeting, then I started asking the questions, what assistance do we have? What technology do we have? What can we do? What explore? Tell me all the options. Is there an aid? Is there a scribe? Is there classes that he can take to help with handwriting, to help with the reading for other things? I kept asking and trying to get answers for those questions. Technology is hard for me. You are excellent at it. The way you set up podcasts and edit and do, I mean, I have to watch a YouTube video like four times to just begin to grasp how to turn something on. Can we pause there just one moment? Yes. I have a secret weapon. Yes. He is now 22. (laughs) Is he right there? He is in the next room. He needs Um, to come over and help me. (laughs) From my son's perspective, it was when he went from print to cursive, that handwriting went to the, I don't care realm. His cursive writing is awful. I can get him to print, but his cursive writing is awful. You cannot read it. And he was like, I don't care. We also had that piece that I had to help negotiate was the, I don't care. And I believe that that is one of those things that really hits our kids. It is one of the things that breaks my heart about education is we break these kids into the, I don't care. Right. Right. We need to stop doing that. Because we need to find their gifts. We need to find their talents. Absolutely. Absolutely. He made it through school. And when he graduated, he was accepted to the university. And he looked at me and he said, I'm not putting myself in debt, mom. I'm staying home. And I went, oh, no. Okay. So I was (laughs) thinking the other word. And I said, okay, what is it that you're planning on doing? And by that point, I had had my own business. And I said, I have a proposal for you. You figure out how to make me websites and I'll hire you and you can help grow the business. You officially become my office manager. That's awesome. And he is now not just managing mine, but he is managing a total of 17 websites. (gasps) He is doing an amazing job. And he, he is learning how to code. And like you just said, from YouTube. Yep. (laughs) Right. It's the perfect thing. Just show me and let me learn. (laughs) Not that he has availability right now, but 
And he might, and I might call him. (laughs) I'm always referring for him because he does such an amazing job. That is so wonderful. There are times where we go head to head, but that's the mom son piece of it. He's also really good at figuring out what it is that you're really trying to get to. That's that is such a gift. And that is how the writing glitch community came to be because he knew that I was looking for a platform that created community. Went from fighting in the school system, and I don't really mean like fighting with people, but it felt like that sometimes to get what we needed. And as I am looking at his future, he wants to go to college. He has these things he wants to do. His case of dysgraphia is very severe. And in order to continue to progress and prepare He needs teachers to understand. He needs people to understand. And we have done public school, homeschool, private school. We have done all of it. And in every place, we have come into walls where people don't understand. And it's not always because they're just horrible people who want to be mean. They're just lack of awareness, never being exposed to it leaves them in a deficit when they're teaching my child. And that is what then motivated me to say, I'm working so hard with him. I was talking with my husband and I was in tears. Like if I knew back seven years ago when we were first started, what I know now and could have implemented all of that, we would be so much farther. We would have so many less tears we would be so much stronger in our resolve with the plan of what we need to do. And in those tears, I said to my husband, I should tell people this. I should tell people what I know now so that they don't have to do the last almost decade of what we've been through and their kid won't have to suffer as much as mine did. And he said, well, then do it. Then tell people. And I said, okay. And that is how Dysgraphia Awareness Day began was me saying, okay, with nothing from scratch. I mean, I didn't already have a business about dysgraphia or a blog or a community that was following me. I started from zero and just made a Facebook group and then started sending it out and saying, I think we should have a dysgraphia awareness day. Do you agree with me? If so, join me up. So we have almost a thousand people in that group just in the last couple of months. It's been very exciting to see the progress that we've made and the people that have gotten involved. Can you share where that Facebook group is? Yes. You can go to Turn Right Around, which is the group that I started. And from that Facebook page, you can get to, or you can just look up on Facebook. It is called, literally, We Need a Dysgraphia Awareness Day. Am I right? And right is spelled (laughs) W-R-I-T-E. So that's what I did. I mean, I just literally did what was needed on a group page. I didn't see anything else like that. I just said, we need a dysgraphic awareness day. Am I right? If you type that into Facebook, you can find us. And I do a lot of silly videos just to get people talking. 
And I ask people to share things. I've asked people to send in testimonies of their story to present. I'm asking people just like you who are experts and understand to share and to speak on October 3rd, Dysgraphia Awareness Day. And we've even had some exciting things happen to get support from different places. I think I think this is going to air after it's released. I'll go ahead and say it, some of the things now, but the uh, National Calendar Archive has now recognized October 3rd as Dysgraphia Awareness Day. I started with my own mayor, the city of Richardson, Texas, Mayor Paul Volker has now announced and recognized and made an official proclamation for the city that October 3rd is Dysgraphia Awareness Day. Ding! Yay! I just got word and it hasn't been released, but will by the time this is released, that the governor of Texas has now sent me an official recognition and proclamation that October 3rd is recognized as Dysgraphia Awareness Day. Now I'm just hoping for the White House. I mean, yeah, I decided to shoot for the stars. That's it. I feel like every mother who has this kind of feeling about wanting to make the world a better place for their child, don't think that you can't do something about it. Just start where you live and move on out. It's been really exciting to see how open people have been to recognizing dysgraphia and recognizing that if we don't take a moment and see what dysgraphia is and how it affects our kids, that we are limiting their ability to be successful. There's no cure. It doesn't magically go away. But when we do what we can to connect all of these things together and implement them, listen to the experts like you and work on things that our children are brilliant and have such gifts and they can be successful when they have trouble is when that is squelched and people don't believe that it's a real thing that causes real problems. Just a mom in her kitchen trying to get the word out. And I would love anyone to join us. It would be awesome. Amazing. Amazing. How I found you was doing a search for hashtag dysgraphia awareness. Oh, good. I found you a month or so ago. I'm like, ooh, what's this person doing? I have no idea how long you've been following me. (laughs) But when you called, I was like, this is coming full circle. I have someone on board that's helping. There is another lady who lives closer to Washington, D.C., who is also doing some advocacy work. Jennifer, we need to pull her into this. Then we can say, look, it's not just one person. There's more than one person who understands that there's a difference between dyslexia and dysgraphia. And then there's this this calculia. That's going to be another piece of awareness that has to happen at some point. We can only start at one point before we can add more. You have such a talent of understanding all that encompasses each one of those diagnoses. And what can be done from a mother's perspective, we're not called to fight the charge for everything. But when you have a child 
that is going through something, it is such motivation. And yes, focus on that. Take a step forward. Don't be afraid to speak out because it's important. I did have this little piece inside of me that said, oh, well, you can't really make a difference in this. Who's going to listen? There's plenty of other people who have already done this. What difference is it going to make if you have a little Facebook page? And like in my head, I wasn't imagining necessarily getting proclamations from the governor with the state stamp on it to recognize this thing that just happened because I was in tears with my husband saying, people shouldn't have to go through this. I should tell people. It's been a real blessing to see. It is just an encouragement. Like you said, let's go with this thing and let's let's tell people, let's do it. And then when the next thing comes, let's do that one too. We don't need to sit quiet and suffer. Making the steps forward, even if you think they're small, you have no idea where they can lead. Amen. That brings me to another hashtag that I like to use every once in a while is never give up. Never give up. Never give up. That's how I got through. I would listen to music that really encouraged me to never give up. Mm. A couple minutes ago, you mentioned about it not being able to be overcome. What I feel inside is in a way it can be overcome. It's always going to be in there. It's going to be part of it. But with compensatory strategies, kids can survive it. Yes. And thrive. I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. There are people that have gotten offended when I have said that this is not curable. It's a neurological brain disorder that is not curable. There's not a cure. You can't take a pill. You can't get a surgery and have it go away. There's not a cure. It's always there. And at the same time, our children can be successful. There are things that can be done that can remove the mountains and the blocks so that they can do all that they want to do. And so when people get upset about that, I said, no, I'm not limiting them. What I'm trying to do is make sure that people understand they're not shy writers. It's not just them being shy. And if, if they just do it more, just put them in a corner, copy these spelling words and do it enough times, then it will go away. No, the therapies and the helps and the learning and the connections and the building and the support, and especially having people in their lives that believe them when they say this is what's happening and support them with what they need. That's how we overcome the limitations. Do we get rid of the diagnosis? Never. Do we overcome the limitations? Yes, it can be done, but it has to start with awareness. Thank you for understanding why I say that. Yes. Thank you. I 100% do. (sighs) People misunderstand what I mean by that. You were able to articulate that much better than I ever have. Thank uh, you. Welcome. But we need you on the front lines. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We all have these different gifts and different callings. Before we started this podcast, you and I were talking. You were saying, this is so great. I could never do that. And I said, well, what you're doing is so great. I could never do that. That's why it takes us coming together. That's why it's the let's do this, not 
let me do this. It's a let's do this. That's why we need to come together. That's why I needed the Facebook group. That's why I need every person that's in there. That's why I need people buying the t-shirts or sharing a post or signing up to tell their story on October 3rd. It's all of those things together that will bring the awareness. It would be funny if someone said, oh, my child has dyslexia. And the response was, oh, is is that like dysgraphia? (laughs) If you are a person in the world of dysgraphia, you know how significant that would be to have people have that much understanding. Absolutely. No, wait a minute. You talked about t-shirts. Please tell us more. I need to get a (laughs) t-shirt. Absolutely. I would love it. I'd like you to share a little bit about the day and what's going to happen that day. Two things is t-shirts and and other paraphernalia. And two, what's going to happen that day? Yes. I am terrible with technology. And that's been one of the most difficult things for me as a mother to go through helping my child with dysgraphia, but it is a learning curve. But In order to do Dysgraphia Awareness Day, there are some costs involved that are beyond my means as a mother in my kitchen. I learned how to go online and make a t-shirt. You can find t-shirts and some stickers and a few other things for Dysgraphia Awareness Day at www.turnrightaround.com. And that's right with a W-R-I-T-E turnrightaround.com. Love to have you check that out for your second question. October 3rd, which is 10-3, we are going to be live streaming from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. I'm going to have speakers every 15 minutes, testimonies. I'm going to have some fun giveaways, and we are going to be talking about everything dysgraphia awareness. If you have a child with dysgraphia, if you have a business that you deal with people with dysgraphia, if you are a mom who wants other people to understand the challenges that your child is going through, come see us at Turn Right Around, the Facebook page, Turn Right Around. We'll have the information on there of where you can watch all of these speakers. Now, I do want to make sure that that everyone that's listening knows that it is awareness day. And my goal is that for people who listen, will walk away with the understanding of one, boy, this is tough. This is a tough, tough thing to deal with. And it needs to have intervention and help. This day will not be about all sorts of things that you can do and where to go to sign up for therapies and where to buy technology. It's not a sales pitch. What we want to do is to get the word out. What is dysgraphia and what can it do to a child's self-esteem, to their success, to their ability to complete work and get through school? And in that, we hope that that awareness will help 
start conversations for people, start encouraging school districts to look more into it and will be something that will be up that you can forward on to other people. When you are really struggling, trying to communicate to someone what your child is going through and that this is a real thing that needs help and intervention, click, you can send some of this information right on to the people that need to hear it and need to see it. I really want to talk about interventions and therapies and what we can do for our children, but this is about awareness. So you can join us on the Facebook page, Turn Right Around from 10 until 3 p.m. on October 3rd, 2022 for our first ever Dysgraphia Awareness Day. And what time zone? That would be Texas time zone, Central Standard Time, 10 to 3. It's exciting. It's not just people from across the country. We're going to also have some speakers from around the world. Are you able to share some keynote speakers? There will be a list coming out soon, but we have some great people. You're going to be hearing from one of the top dysgraphia experts who helped write a lot of the programming and education for the state of Texas Education Agency. You're going to be hearing from dysgraphia.life, which is one of my favorite websites. You're going to be hearing from a woman whose husband joined with her. They have a background and have gotten a grant to create a technology product that they're hoping will be in schools one day to help diagnose dysgraphia. It gives a better opportunity for teachers to identify kids earlier. We have two authors who have written books in the learning disabilities world that are going to be speaking as well. Are you including me in those books? No, actually, you're the third. You're one of our featured keynote speakers, and I'm excited to have you. I reacted to the app because it's been something that has been dear to my heart is to get more information to the teachers who are seeing these kids five days a week, six hours a day. I don't know how to deal with this child. I don't know what to do. I've been working on a program myself to try to help simplify and get the information to those early educators and try to make it so that it's part of their daily routine and not feeling like that's one more thing on my shoulders. Right, right. Because they have such a burden on their shoulders already. Imagine if a a teacher could just say, hmm, that looks like something's not quite right and could scan that paper through something, then get a pretty quick feedback. It looks like this child needs to be evaluated for dysgraphia. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about Dysgraphia Day before we get going? Well, I just want to say thank you to you for getting this information out and doing a whole podcast on it. I'm so grateful for that. This is just for anybody who is interested in it, has heard about it, doesn't understand it. It's for parents who want more support and more understanding. It's for people who want to see other people talking about it and are experts that they could look up and go to and see. It's just open for anyone. I'm thankful for the Facebook group support. I couldn't have done this without them. I'm thankful for the people who are 
buying dysgraphia awareness t-shirt. I'm wearing one of them. It says, ask me about dysgraphia. (laughs) I love it. That is the shirt I need to get. And I would love if everybody who listens to this podcast would go to turn right around and get one for yourself. You're so sweet. Thank you for that. Yeah, I'm excited. If you are a parent who is struggling with your child and not knowing what to do and you have felt alone, I hope that Dysgraphia Awareness Day will help you feel not so alone. There's a lot of us. So many kids struggle with this. It's just not been talked about a lot in the last 10 years, we're getting better. I hope after this day, we'll, we'll be even farther along. I just want people to know who are really struggling with this, whether you're someone who has it or if you are a parent, we're here for you. You're not alone. Together, we can do it. So thank you for joining. One of the things I like to do with my podcast is I like to share an intervention. Here is an intervention that I want you to try with your son. One of the things is perspective taking. I ask my students, what do they see putting a square root sign up on the board in front of them? We're even talking kindergartners. They maybe don't know what a square root sign looks like. Put the square root sign up or any image. What do you see? What do you notice? Tell me about that. Mm -hmm. What do you feel about that? And What kind of questions can you come up with about what's in front of you? One of the things that we are squelching in our kids is curiosity. We need to facilitate curiosity. That's great. I'll do that today. Cool. Love to hear how it comes out. This has been Sherry Dodder, dysgraphia expert of The Writing Glitch. Jump into the ring and promote Dysgraphia Awareness Day. Here at The Writing Glitch, we are hosting a contest for the most participation inside the community and in your schools. Sign up for the community to learn more. Our podcast releases on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month during the school year. Today's special edition is being recorded for October 3rd, 2022. If you are listening to this episode after that date, You can still participate because Dysgraphia Awareness Day 2023 is going to be October 3rd. It's October 3rd every year. And I'll tell you why I did that. I know a lot of people do the fourth, first Tuesday, but I really wanted to have some weekends and I wanted it to be easy to remember. I think in five years, it'll be a Saturday. And I hope by then we will be have a destination location and maybe we can all enjoy ourselves together. Maybe we'll do a cruise. Who knows? <laughs> oh, that uh, sounds like plan. That means Dysgraphia Awareness Day 2023 is October 3rd. Remember to use the writing glitch when we share anything about our podcast so we can say thank you. Make sure you share hashtag Dysgraphia Awareness when you're talking anything Dysgraphia. And hashtag, let's do this with anything that is going to be a challenge for our students because we want to hashtag never give up. Never give up. Amen. The Writing Glitch community is at www.app.thewritingglitch.com. Remember, you were put here for such a time as this. Transform the classroom before raising the scepter, which is a pencil.
and unleash student potential. Podcast post-production is managed by Sam C. Productions. <laughs>